0: Today, I want to dive a little deeper into this World of Outlaws late model championship battle that I hope you're paying attention to. We'll also talk streaming around Pennsylvania Speed Week and results from Wednesday. Let's go. It's Thursday, June 29th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Last night's Award of Outlaws at Late Model Race at Red River Valley was rained out, but instead of canceling, the show is postponed to tonight, now setting up a three-day run from Red River Valley to River City's Friday to I-94. I've been talking about this championship battle here, you've seen stories about it over at Dirt on Dirt, and if you're a Late Model fan at all, I don't know how you aren't all in on this. This thing is as wide open as it's been in a long time, and it's not just one or two guys in the mix here, it's several. And you can take your pick with who you want to roll with. After back-to-back wins, Bobby Pierce has jumped to the top, and I did like a whole show three weeks ago about how wrong I was about what Bobby would do this season. When he declared full-time as an outlaw at Dirt Car Nationals, I figured he'd hang around for a few weeks, he'd get some bonus money, and then be on his way when the Midwest season started back up again. But here we are almost to July, and he's leading the championship, multiple wins, and he's as strong as he's ever been on the national late model scene. Love him or hate him, he's certainly made things interesting this season. And behind Pierce, just 12 points out, is Nick Hoffman, who's having an incredible rookie year. This guy's as decorated as they come in a modified, and it didn't take him long to get up to speed in that Ty owned lay model. And I think him kind of you know, taking care of this car and, and wrenching on it and, and you know, kind of keeping an eye over it has really helped his cause. He had a three-race stretch between Volusia and 4.11, where he finishes of 20th, 17th, and 16th but since then hasn't finished worse than 9th in 15 straight outlaw features. That does include some prelim stuff. Pierce is getting the accolades right now because he's winning, but Hoffman is not far behind. His average finish over the last 10 races is 4.5, and the consistency has him right in the hunt. I could be wrong, but I don't remember a rookie season in a dirt late model that has looked like this in a long time. And in 3rd right now, after a 13th place finish at Mason City, is Chris Madden. Madden will tell you his program is off right now, But we know what Smokey is capable of when things are clicking on all cylinders. This guy had a massive year in 2022, racking up big cash, but it almost went uh, unnoticed because of Jonathan Davenport's $2 million year. But we know Madden is fast. We know he can be fast. We know he can win a lot of races. So you've got the polarizing Pierce. You've got Hoffman, the exciting newcomer, and the grizzled vet in Madden. And that doesn't include Ryan Gustin, who's having a career year year right now, a best average finish so far that he's had, a couple of wins. Kyle Bronson led laps in five straight features and multi-time champion Brandon Shepard. He's still working through the bugs of his own team, but he could win any single night and he could get hot and be right in the mix here too. I think the Lucas series is great this year. They've got the big stars. You've got Ricky Thornton Jr. winning a ton. They've got this new playoff format that's going to throw in some wrenches. But I don't know how you call yourself a Dirt Late Model fan if you're not locked into the outlaws right now. Drop me a comment. Let me know who you're picking uh, to come out on top in this thing. Can Pierce or Hoffman get it done? Will Madden's experience shine through by World Finals? Or do you think one of the other, uh, one of these other guys can get hot and take this thing? Let me know what you think. Uh, jumping over to Sprint Car Racing and Pennsylvania Speed Week, what a show we had last night at Hagerstown. Brent Marks versus Anthony Macri, and I don't even know how many lead changes were in that one. These guys were throwing sliders the whole race, and the slicked-off Hagerstown was perfect for it. Things have been touchy between Marks and Macri since they had that run in at the All-Star show at Plymouth a few weeks ago. There was contact made, some words were said, uh, there was some words said in an interview, there was some stuff said kind of away from the cameras, uh, and it's clear the top two Central PA teams right now aren't afraid to throw down with each other. Last night, Marks was able to make the final move and he scored the win with Macri ending up second, Lance DeWeese third. Macri maintains the Speedweek points lead and even with the win, Marks still has some work to do. Like I said, after that Plymouth deal, I'm all in on a Marks-Macri rivalry going forward. You know the Posse fans will love it, and I think it will add a little something extra as we get more into this summer of money. And I'm not talking about just in Central Pennsylvania. These guys are obviously going to travel a lot, so we're going to see this at the Eldora Million, at the Knoxville Nationals, you know, at some of these high-limit shows, some of these outlaw shows. Uh, PA Speed Week continues tonight with the rescheduled Lincoln show. I believe I saw this one has been bumped up to 10,000 win. It will be live on Flow Racing if you want to watch. side note if you don't have a flow subscription and you want one you can get one by clicking the link below in the video description that gets you all the racing on flow helps me out in the process no extra cost to you for doing so and actually since we're talking streaming this week's pennsylvania speed week continues to show how complicated and ever-changing the streaming landscape is i know we talk about streaming it's one of those things that i feel like it's been kind of a constant underlying theme uh, with their racing here the last several years The original 10-race Speedweek schedule shows races on three different services. You've got Durvision for Williams Grove, Flow Racing for Lincoln and Port Royal, and Jeremy Elliott's SprintCarUnlimited.tv for BAPS, Grandview, Hagerstown, and Sealands Grove. You've got three different models and three different price points between these players. And a bit of a messy week if you want to watch all of it. Obviously, you're going to have to have Durvision and Flow subscriptions and buy the pay-per-views from Jeremy. And I know Jeremy caught some hell over the pricing this week. Uh, He's doing pay-per-view streams next to the subscription models for Division and Flow. That kind of pay one price for everything idea behind the subscriptions, certainly easier and cheaper for race fans. And it keeps revenue rolling in all year long for those services, but it means there's probably less to share around and that means to the racetracks. Jeremy and the other pay-per-view providers look at streaming like a grandstand ticket. You're going uh, to kind of you know pay and they're gonna charge similar prices to what it would cost to get into the race based on that idea. I believe yesterday at uh, Hagerstown, a, a GA ticket was 30 bucks, and the streaming uh, option, the, the pay-per-view option was 31.99. so very similar there. They're going to share a large portion of that revenue with the tracks, and facilities who aren't happy with what they've gotten from the other players are open to this model. They know they're going to have less viewers that way, but hopefully they'll have more to spread around with the higher prices. I'm not saying one way is better than the other. I think things will continue to be a mix going forward, but you know, the race fans on the pay-per-view model, you're going to pay more, but there's going to be more available for the tracks. You're going to pay less with the subscription model, but there's maybe going to be uh, less available for the tracks. Uh, you, there's, you know, a lot of things to kind of go back and forth on here, but feel free to weigh in on this below. I'm sure some of you have comments about all of this. In other Wednesday, a sprint car racing deal. Blaney picked up the $4,000 win at Sharon in their special midweek race. He got by Lee Jacobs early in that one, kept Cale Thomas at bay down the stretch to score the win. Zecebo finished third. They had a very nice field. 37 cars on hand in that one. If you didn't watch it, you can watch the replay uh, over at DirtVision uh, in their uh, on-demand section. With the Summer Nationals last night, it was Ashton Winger picking up his second win of the year with the series. He topped Jason Fager and Morgan Bagley at Adams County. Uh, he jumped to the top of the week at three point standings with Benton on tap for tonight. Drake Troutman fast early in that one. He led laps from the pole, but he jumped the cushion right before halfway, gave up the lead to Winger. Uh, Troutman faded to fifth by the end. I swear he's going to win one or multiple of these races at some point. They've had some mistakes. They've had some terrible luck. But There's plenty of speed in that number seven car. Uh, the night's modified win went to Austin Bassera. He's now two for two with the modified Nationals this year. He was able to keep Michael Long behind for the duration. Kenny Wallace held on for third, but his car was busted up. Uh, Kyle Steffens maintains the Mod Nats championship lead. Uh, that's it for the show today. It's another busy day across the streaming services. So make sure you stop by dirttracker.com slash watch tonight to see what your options are today. If you are not headed for the racetrack, hope you guys have a good Thursday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.